Welcome everyone to Over and Back. Uh, unintentional. I'm with Evan Flood, as always. We do this a few times a year, talk about high school rankings, high school basketball, AU, uh, what have you. Evan, how are you today? Good. How about you? I'm all right. We uh, we tried to do this last night, had a little snag, so it's a Friday afternoon. Uh, you mentioned you got football tonight, right? Yeah, I'm going to go to Madison Memorial versus Janesville Parker. Parker's got a 2024 kid I kind of want to get my eyes on. See if okay. he can. I have well on that one. So obviously, you do basketball rankings and stuff like that. Do you do you do any kind of rankings, or have you thought about the rankings, football rankings, players, whatever, anything, or no? Um. So for twenty four seven sports, we obviously do have it broken down by every state. I don't do them like the way I do basketball. You know, where I go one, two, three, four. Um, if they need help. Uh, they'll reach out to me and, you know, I'll put a rating on a kid, but I'll never necessarily slot him in the whatever spot. So it's just, that's why I get out and, you know, see, I mean, I try and go around the Midwest for, you know, Wisconsin purposes and the guys they're recruiting, but every now and then I'll duck in into a, you know, in-state guy that, that maybe won't end up at Wisconsin just to make sure we got him placed as accurately as possible. Okay. Do you, I, I don't follow high school football a ton. Do you know who the best teams are in the States at all? Yeah, I don't follow it either. <laughs> I just know, I just know the players, the Badgers are on. And then outside of that, okay. I, I, I mean, obviously I'll, I'm in Kimberly, so I'll keep, you know, Kimberly, I don't play, I don't even know. Kimberly plays an Oshkosh team tonight. And I think they're ranked second in the state, I think. Um, but I don't, I don't typically know if it's like a good year for football, if it's going to be any good teams or what. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if you did how, how much involved you were in that. So obviously I know you're involved in Badger football. I just didn't know high school wise. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we're here to, we're going to talk about the rankings, but I want, before we cover the rankings, the last time we talked, we did a state preview uh, of Wisconsin state basketball, high school basketball last year. That would have been in March. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't talked since then. Um, I don't, I don't like to rehash the state playoffs at all based on what happened with Kimberly, but uh, any thoughts? We were, what did you, you had, you had falls over Nina, right? Or no, you had, did you have falls over to Pierre? I think I had, yeah, I don't know. I think I had to Pierre winning it. Okay. And then, did I have to Pierre winning it all? I might've. I should have listened to I our can't podcast. Remember. Yeah, I can't I remember that. And I remember, I remember saying something on the lines of picking against Seth Trimble scared me and I didn't want to do it because I know at any any given game, you know, he could just explode. Uh, definitely didn't have Brookfield Central getting there. So, um, well, you make your free throw. I, I might have had DePierre over Nina. This might have been the way I, I played it. If that yeah, sounds well, right. Either way, I don't think we were either were completely right. I'm sure Nina's thrilled with that. Um, right. Did you did you get a chance to see the Nina Kimberly game? I didn't. Is that the, that was the one with the finish at the end with the foul or the non foul? I saw, yeah. I saw no, no, that. no, no, no. That was when Ice just hit the shot in the corner. Oh, that was the one before that. I'm talking. Okay. What was the? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the regular. Was there? That was okay. That was the regular season game. That was the game at Kimberly that Piter followed. Yeah, they call it. Yeah. Got him, they got him again at the buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. The the playoff game was the one that was what Ice hit the, the three over my uh, son. That's right. Yeah. So that's great. I still have nightmares, not nightmares, but I still wake up in the middle of the night and think about that play. I'm thinking about that game. I'm not even lying. Not even lying. I'm like, what, what should have done? What, what should, here's, here's, which is interesting. I'm going to watch myself still. I've watched myself a lot over the last year. 
I don't have a kid in the basketball program anymore. My kid's gone. I dropped him off at lacrosse on Wednesday. I technically do not have to watch my mouth anymore because I did over the last year. Um, I will. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you did it. I did it right. I, I it's and if you know and you you know me a little bit. If you knew me well, it's it's a big accomplishment that I kept my mouth shut. Um, so we'll see how we can do as these podcasts go forward. But I, I seriously wake up in the middle of the night thinking about like what we should have done differently on that play and how we could have gotten and whatever. So, um, yeah. So uh, Nina beats Nina beats Brookfield Central in the championship. I think we were all hoping for Nina Falls at that point. But anyway, um, they had them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, as far as Falls Central, you make some free throws and that's Falls wins. And then you got yourself a, and as a game, I think, you know, when you got to the final four, that was what I wanted. I wanted Falls Nina because they hadn't played. Right. Uh, you know, we saw Nina and Central play at, um, I think they played at Germantown on a Saturday one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All these teams look insanely different, which we'll probably touch on a little bit here, but uh, let's get into the 23 rankings. So, I'm going to, uh, let me just bring it. Do you have them up? I'm assuming. Yeah. So did, when's the last time you up? I mean, I know you updated them last week. When did you update them before that? Do you I remember? Spring. Sometime okay. so before, spring. before AU. Roughly. Yeah. Any, did anything change in the top five? I, not the top three. I bumped Jeremy Lorenz out of brilliant up to four. I, I think he was either at five or six. I thought he was really good in Nike YBL play. Um, he's kind of always been a finesse guy. Um, I think early could get overwhelmed by a lot of those athletes that you're going to face there. I, I thought he's come a long way in that regard. And, and that kind of gave me a lot of faith in him as a prospect. And I could still see him going up because of that. You know, I, I didn't know at the college level, obviously he's got a lot of upside the way he can shoot and handle the ball, his size, lanky kid that's still not even close to growing into his body. Uh, but what showed me that that physical nature of being a rim protector or rebounder against those guys was able to score with his back to the basket and kind of go through their chest. Uh, you know, that, that showed me something. I mean, I still think he's going to be a project at the next level, maybe a guy that takes a year or two uh, to get going. But um, he's definitely developed a little more grittiness about him, which you don't really see from really prospects of any age. I mean kind of you know you are the way that you are you're wired the way that you are and for him to flip a switch like that i thought was really impressive and kind of earned a an extra spot or two did you uh i'm assuming you had uh, you know milan was one cemented johnny two cemented mac three cemented yeah i don't know if it's as cemented as i thought it was i think i think there are a couple guys in the six seven range that can catch him too and it depends how you feel uh you know marcus hall dc everest blew up over the summer that that was a kid i probably whiffed on early he's just gotten better and better and now he's grown up to about six eight and demarion birch out of milwaukee hamilton has landed a handful of division one offers as well you know those guys from a talent standpoint i, I think you could put them in, in that top three top four for sure Okay. I don't, I don't know Birch. Um, I will, we've talked about uh, Kinzinger plenty of times. I obviously I'm assuming you, did you watch the UIBL stuff when they were like peach jam? I didn't watch peach jam, but I was at three events. Okay. Um, obviously he had the big, the really big game against uh, Bronny 
which was, you know, kind of all over social media. Um, I don't know. Did, do you watch TBT? I think we talked no. about TBT before. So, uh, uh, Dan, what the hell is his name? Dakich, 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 Dakich talked about Kinzinger on one of these TBT broadcasts, which was kind of cool. Um, I was talking with someone about, about Johnny and I know one of the knocks, I don't say it's a knock on John, but he's not, he's not big, right? He's maybe six feet. What do you have? What's he listed at? Uh, for us, six feet. Yeah, like six feet. Not, okay. not like generous. I don't think he's spot 10 though. Yeah. And you know, I was talking to some people and I, I just said, when does that not matter? Like, when does it just like the kid's a fucking basketball player? Like he's a really good basketball player. And like, why do we keep on making this excuse? Well, he's not really that well. He's only six feet. Well, he's only like, and I don't know. I just got to someone like, I just, I'm done with it. Like I, I compare him to these kids that are six, four or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. He's better. I don't care that he's six feet tall. It is, it is not a detriment anyway, anymore to him. I just, I think he's just, he continues to impress me. And, I, and people know I, I have a history with Johnny. I, I, I love Johnny. I love Johnny. His dad, his family's awesome. But I think that kid is so good. And I have decided to just not even worry about how tall he is. Yeah, I think there's guys like that that, you know, they're exceptions to the rule, right? I mean, yeah. when you can shoot it from 25, 26 feet, you know, your size matters a little less. When you defend the way he does and, and creates turnovers, he's got great hands and anticipation and you're not a liability on that end, size doesn't matter. I can see where some schools, you know, may be hesitant. You know, is he a point guard? He's got point guard size, but I mean, not really a point guard. You want him running off screens and catching and shooting. That's where he's going to make his bread and butter. But the reason why I keep him at number two is he has played the point guard position exceptionally well and been able to run a show. I mean, he was flirting with triple doubles in EYBL play. Yep. Um, I mean, he rebounds well for, for his size and his position. I mean, he was just stuffing the stat sheet. Um, that's why, you know, measurables, you know, I can, I can see why other people would knock him down a couple spots. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just don't care that much. I think he's at this point fairly known commodity. And I, I have a belief that he's going to produce at the next level with just all the things he can do and the mental makeup too is different than, you know, the other guys lower than him for, for the most part. I mean, he, he's a blue collar kid that just works his, works his butt off. Um, I mean, you watch him in offense and watch him just constantly run and move. I mean, he's never stagnant. He's never standing there. I mean, he, he's got to be a pain in the ass to, to defend um, just, just the way he, he can wear people down and that opens up everything on the floor for everybody else too. So uh, to pair, obviously got a chance to win a D D one title with the talent they have. And, you know, I think if I'm like a, a Will Horn Seth or, you know, one of their other guys, they probably love playing, playing with that guy. Just even though he can take a lot of shots, he can open up uh, a lot of things with his passing ability. And then, like I said, just the way he moves is going to take all that attention away from the other guys on their roster. Yeah. So I don't, we might've talked about this in the past because we've done the ranking stuff before, but when you're ranking these guys, cause I have, we're in this era, this, I shouldn't do this era. We're in this time frame where, um, where a lot of guys are committing and there's like, you get these t- people are tweeting. I got this offer. I got this roster spot or whatever. And I've, I have said on my podcast previous before you and I even started talking, I've done podcasts for years, whatever, just about how I am such a, I'm production over potential guy. Like I want to see it. Like I don't, 
I get this potential crap. Like, Oh, this kid's six, eight, let's give him a roster spot. Let's offer him a, you know, a scholarship or whatever. And it's like, kids never done anything. Like, why are we giving these kids that haven't done anything roster spots or scholarships? So, and I get like, as a college recruiter, as a college coach, it's a little bit different. You got to try to project two years out. If I work with this kid for two years, then maybe he's going to be something or three years or whatever. When you do your rankings, do you take into account any of that? Or is it basically like these, this is how these kids are playing. That's how they're ranked. I try and take it into account. I'm, I'm with you. I don't love it. And, and it's like why I see a guy as Mac Recchi at third. And then I have a hard time moving him just because he's been consistent for three years and, and done it. And, and he's not a guy with a ton of weaknesses in his game he may not be special in any one area, but he shows up every game and then, you know, you can go and, and find a ton of guys with, with upside, but there'll be games where I don't even know they're on the floor. And I, I get it, you know, from a standpoint, there are a lot of guys in this class and, and every class that are super exciting and, and could be home runs. But I, I still feel like the majority of those boomer bust type prospects don't pan out. And that's why they say potential gets coaches fired. Yeah. I think, you know, you're, you're better off, giving the benefit of a doubt to a known commodity, somebody, you know, what they're going to be now, if it's close and I can't decide, obviously you, you take the upside in, in your role with it, but I'm not big on, and I see, I'm not knocking anybody in particular, but you, you see a rankings where, you know, a guy who's never proven it, you know, can get a four or five star, or, you know, if we're talking about state, be top five, top 10, even though, you know, if they went head to head against the guys they're ranked with, they'd get killed. Yeah. And that, that's something I'm never going to do. I mean, if you want to be that spot, you know, you got to hold your own against the best in the state. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Yeah. Okay. I just, it's tough. It's tough for me. And again, I get it. Like, I, I understand what these college coaches have to do, right? They got to fill their spots. They got to get kids and they're, I guess, you know, a lot of them are probably looking for, all right, well, this kid's just got this much length or height. Let's bring him in and hope it pans out. Um, I hate it. I don't like it. Like, I don't, I don't like watching kids that haven't proven a damn thing. Talk about how they're going to go play college basketball. And it's like, you can't play high school basketball. Like Mm -hmm. you haven't played high school basketball. How are you going to play college basketball? If you haven't played, you can't get on the floor for high school basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay. I figured that you didn't, I mean, I figured it was a little bit of it, but mostly you got to prove it obviously for your list and stuff. Um, any other movement in the top 10? I think that's it. I think it's been pretty, pretty much the same guys outside the ones I mentioned, you know, Hall and, um, Birch were the two that moved in. Okay. Other than that, I don't think anybody moved too much. Where was, has has Levi uh, Burkholz stuck at eight? Has he been at eight for a while? Uh, I want to say I've had him as high as six at, at one point. Maybe that was the last update before Hall and, and Birch kind of emerged for me. Uh, okay. I think he's been up there though. I think okay. he's been there. I like his game. I think I like his, I like his explosiveness. And I mean, he's, I try to watch as much as I can on baller TV and stuff like that. And I, I've always kind of liked Levi's game. Who, um, I don't know if we just want to go through it. Uh, who's who jumped the most. Do you have, do you know who jumped the most or who you moved up the most? I think I'm, I'm guessing it's someone hey. I I think Emmett Lawton. Yeah, that was my guess. Team eighteen forty eight. Yeah, uh, he a huge July. Uh, we had that event in Chicago at the end of the summer, and he was at least every game I saw the best player on the floor. And then one of those teams he played had a guy going to Purdue. 
Um, so, and yet saw flashes of it a year before. And um, I, I still didn't think he would climb this high, but, but he yeah. was just so dominant and it shot lights out. I mean, he's one of those hands down, man down type players, got the green light every time he touches it. You know, good size, 6'2", 6'3", sneaky athlete, too. Um, you can watch him do some things in transition. He's not limited to just being a standstill three-point shooter. Plays defense, too. He gets it done on that end. Obviously, takes a lot of pride in, in what he does there. Plays with a certain intensity. So, so I really like him as a, as a D2 player. Um, and, and, you know, you saw it. He had a bunch of coaches jump in right in after that event. So uh, I think, yeah, he was he was the highest, I, I would guess. Okay. Did you know, I don't I don't think we've talked, talked did you know he used to be a De Pere kid? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be a De Pere kid. So imagine if he was on De Pere. Might not know about him as much. Yeah, yeah. He was I mean, different. I'm sure we would, but yeah. I mean, the I've, perception of him might be different. Yeah. Um, I, so I used to, I used to coach against Emmett in youth basketball and it was, uh, he was, he was good back then too. So, um, you know, it's like, what if, like, what if they had him? I think he would, those guys, I mean, you look at if he played into Pierre, I mean, the way Johnny plays and the way Hornseth plays and all those guys, they can all, they all fit so well together. None of them are selfish. Like you, you slide Emmett right in there. It's, you're not going to, you know, they're not going to miss a beat. Any, uh, any other big jumps? I'm just going to, and I don't know, I don't know what you previously had. You know what? I think Austin Hero jumped for you, didn't he? Yeah, he moved in the spring update. Okay, so there's more reason when he stayed there. Yeah, he might have fallen a couple spots too. Okay. I remember texting you on that first update about it. He's good. People don't believe it. He didn't play. He, I don't know. I mean, he came out in that first EYBL event in Louisville that he played in, and he played really well. He didn't finish as well. I didn't see Peach Jam, so I, I don't know what he did there. The next event I, I went to, he kind of leveled off. I don't ever. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to make this podcast about <laughs> trashing kids. Uh, and technically, he's not a kid anymore. But um, I can give you the stats on how he played at Peach Jam. I will give it to you after the podcast. Um, I've never. I've never. And we've talked about this. I am not a fan and I've talked to the, and oh, we can even, this is different kind of levels. I'm not a fan of kids that reclassify. So Austin here was a reclassification kid. He should be, he should have been in 22. Uh, there's actually a bunch of kids in this grade that should have been 22. I think um, I just, it just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. And I know the 22 class had a glare had one uh, Emery ice from Nina. He, yeah. he, he was, he was a full year older than those kids too. And I've talked to, I, I've, and ice was on Harry's podcast talking about it. And I've talked to ice's dad about it. He did discussion about it many times. Um, I just, I don't, I just, it drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. Um, which is why I texted you about it when I saw the hero at 25 before. Uh, anyone else move as I'm going, we're going down. We're in the twenties, AJ Bennett. Uh, Colin Madsen out of Mogwanago moved way up. Where are we at here? What number? 35. Okay. I don't know. I don't know him. He's a, he's a he nice on him. Yeah. He's six, four point guard. So obviously really good positional size does everything. Well, um, kind of one of those guys, you just put the ball in his hands and let him work. Uh, he, he can control an entire game, shoots it well from three. Um, obviously he got 
you know, I think he's wired like a point guard, but his size and his shooting ability, you can probably put him in any three of the spots. Uh, I think he's a guy that could potentially earn a, a D2 offer here during the season. If he hasn't already, I don't necessarily keep up with everybody. I haven't seen that he has, but um, he was really good at that WBCA shootout when, when I saw him. He, he was maybe one of the two or three best players uh, there in terms of the performances that he had. Uh, so he, he's a guy I've, you know, wasn't necessarily high on the, the first two years. Um, maybe that was just, you know, oversight on, on my part and, you know, didn't pay enough attention to him. Uh, but, but you know, nobody in that event wowed me more than he did. Okay. As we move on, any, uh, we're going to skip someone and I'm not even going to mention the name. So we're just going to go past him. And I know you know who I'm talking about. Any anyone else catching no, your? I don't. <laughs> I love when I put you in these spots and you just have to play along. I don't know nothing. Any? Uh, I think any... that's it as far as top fifty. Or no, Max Tutus at forty-eight. Okay. Moved up quite a bit. He was good at that WBCA thing too. You know, doesn't get a ton of ton of shots on that Crusaders team. That's oh. deep in so many parts, and it's like. I mean, even Burkholz can have a great game, you know, know, it's just like everybody, you know, can kind of chip in like eight to 10 points on that team. It's so balanced. And, you know, I think he comes off the bench for him, but, you know, getting to see him in high school and kind of getting a feel for who he really was. uh, I liked him a lot. He's, he's a, I, I remember coaching against him when in like fourth grade too. He's always been like a, just a hard nosed worker player. Doesn't Uh, say, doesn't say a word, just kind of kicks your butt. Yeah, the other end of the floor. I like that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Anyone outside top fifty? Austin Villarreal, Arrowhead. He, he's another one that kind of fits the Kinziger. You know, undersized, doesn't look the part, but I mean, just keeps showing up. I think he's going to have a big year for for Arrowhead, and, and could potentially get help get them over the hump and get them to Madison uh, with the way he's been shooting it. Um, and, and just giving them an instant offense, um, instant offense production offensively. I mean, he, he, I saw a lot of their summer games. I mean, you never know if it translates to the season and how they're going to play. But, I mean, there were a lot of games that, you know, wasn't Mac Recchi, wasn't Bennett Basich taking over. You know, it was him. Um, so he, he's really impressed me as well. Solomon Garrison right behind him, Homestead point guard. Again, another undersized kid, but just knows how to play. You know, maybe the quickest player in the state with a ball in his hands and a kid that shows up in big moments too. You know, every time I see him in a close game, I feel like he's the one taking and, and, and making those big shots. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I saw him in June uh, at a tournament in Kikon and I was very, very impressed. Um, I think his I think his shots kind of streaky. I, I mean, most of these right. kids are shot streaky, but. When I saw him, he was he was knocking down threes, and I'm like, well, if that's happening, I don't. What the hell are you gonna do? Because if you come up on him, he's going right by you. Because like you said, he's he's insanely quick. Do you? I'm assuming you probably. I mean, this isn't. I don't want to. It's not disrespect to anyone who's not in the top fifty or forty, but like, I'm spending. I'm assuming you spend more time on the guys towards the top and the bottom, right? And the bottom, it's just kind of like, all right, we'll just kind of. I don't know. I I think the top's easier to figure out, so maybe I I don't. It's like once you get outside, I mean, I got so many, how many names I got? So you got 100, 150 names in here ranked. That's crazy. And yeah, somebody, I mean, you, you don't have to like it. I could get why you don't, 
but many people don't like it, Evan, right? They don't. And I was told to get as many names as I could. So I stop, I stop at 150 in every class. Um, but I think, you know, if you go to 50 or 75, I mean, it, it doesn't fall off that far, you know, in, in a class, right? I mean, the, the distance between a guy at, you know, in the 140, 150 range and, and even like the 70, 80 range is, is very close. Yep, totally so agree. I think it's – I think there is value in just kind of making sure a kid gets his name on the paper, even though, um, you know, you may be all the way down – at the list. Um, like I said, I mean, who's to, I think, you know, how I feel about doing rankings. Um, I mean, just because I have you ranked in, in some certain area doesn't, doesn't mean a damn thing. Right. I could be wrong. I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong on these more than I am. Right. I think it's just trying to get you in the, in a right area. You know, if I had my way, I would just break it down by level and just let the chips, you know, fall where they may, you know, sure. high major, mid-major, D2, D3, and just kind of do it that way. Um, but, yeah, they, they want names on there, so. Who's they, Evan? <laughs> Brett Hoops wants names on there. There you go. Um, well, and I think, and so much of it depends on what you, right? You might see, um, did you get that notice on our thing, by the way? On our what? We got a zoom. It says we have 10 minutes. If it cuts out, we'll just break it up. and do. We'll just come back in. Oh, okay. it's, I don't know why it's supposed to. It's normally if you get, it's whatever. Um, it's all who you see, right? Or what time you see him. Like you might see me and look, someone looks awesome and you put him in and then another prep hoops writer sees him. And it's like, well, I, I don't even never, I don't know who the hell this kid is at all. Yeah. There's, there's that too. And so when you get down, especially when you, yeah. So from a time standpoint, yeah. I, I spend more time watching, you know, the top 25, top 50 guys. Uh, for the most part. And, you know, if you play well, chances are I'm going to come back to see you just to right. make sure. But yeah, I mean, you could, Colin Madsen, you know, we talked about might very well fall into the other category of somebody who just didn't play. I think I saw him twice and, and you know, kind of never really moved the needle for me. And then I it probably dogged him, you know, further down than, than where he belonged. And he kind of fell into that category. I'm, I'm, I'm sure as somebody that was way overlooked, um, you know, it, it can depend on, on when I see you. Um, but, but I would say, you know, at least for the top 75 guys, you know, I'm looking at, I mean, there are very few guys on here that I've probably seen once or, or less now yeah. that I think about it. I mean, when you get way down there, then that's probably the ones that, that more fall into that list. Uh, you know, and they're often from obscure areas that I'm just not going to get to during the high school season either, or they play on an AAU team that doesn't play in the, in the circuit I, I come across or, or don't play AU at all. And, you know, you kind of get beat by that, which is why I always say it's as much as I <laughs> shouldn't say it, the rankings don't matter. Nobody needs to, <laughs> I mean, the best thing you can do is just prove me wrong. I mean, right. a, a college coach is never going to look at these and, and not recruit somebody because, or, or because of where you are on this list or, choose another guy that's two spots ahead of you. It's, it's never going to work out that way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's, and it's been like this for so long, but it's, it's like the rankings matter. Everyone's like, everyone wants their name on the rankings. Everyone wants to be ranked. Everyone, who's number one. Who, and shit, we're doing the podcast right now, but going through rankings of players, you know, and then everything else is rankings. Don't matter. We don't care about rankings. We don't look about rankings. doesn't matter. Just, you know, play, you know, it's just, it's always something. It's just, it's a back and forth. Right. 
but I, but I get it. Use that as motivation, right? That's what we've said how many times put it on, put it on the bulletin board in the locker room, whatever. Do you want to be higher? Play, play better. You know, the other thing I think people need to understand too, is especially AAU coaches or, or trainers that get upset. Like you're worried about one or two guys. And so, yeah, that you may be right and they might not be accurately, but you know, it's a lot different when you're worried about 150 or, you know, probably 200 that, you know, you consider putting into the rankings, uh, so just because, I mean, you may know a guy and, you know, watched him develop and, and think highly of him, but I mean, you're, you're talking about, like I said, a handful of guys that, that you're worried about on the list and, and how they stack up. And while, while their games are going on, other people's games are going on that, that I'm watching and you're not seeing either. So I'm always open to being wrong. Like I said, you know, they're, they're going to be more wrong than they are right. You know, probably I think the best thing you can do is just try and get them at the right tier right level um but you know like this is why i don't get on the 24 7 sports guys about you know their rankings when you know i feel like a wisconsin commit is, is underranked because they're, they're they're worried about a thousand yeah and you know they don't necessarily see what i see when i'm watching every every game they play and, and going over everything um so it, it's, it's different when you're trying to compare it on a wider scale like that and you know, I think that's, like I said, the hardest part is, you know, you don't get to know these kids as well as the AAU coaches or the trainer, people that consistently get upset about it. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's only so much you can see. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I've still seen more than they have. Sure. So it's hard for me to go, okay, <laughs> you're, you, you, you know more than me. I mean, right. I can't. You can't, you can't play that card. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, we can wrap up the rankings here. So uh, what, how many more, how many more updates will you have? I'm trying to think how you did it this I'm year. Done, I'm done until probably mid season. Okay. I, I finished the classes. Okay. Do you ever, I just want to touch on this real quick. So we're, what we're gonna have to do is we'll, we got a time thing that's com- coming up. We'll do a part one, part two. So we'll just, we'll finish up and then we'll jump back in and do a part two. Um, do you ever look back? Uh, and I think we've talked, I think we've compared classes before, but have you ever looked back at rankings like 23 to 22? And we've talked about this over text a little bit, but like, holy crap. Because we, before we got on here, like the class of 2022 is absolutely loaded. Yeah. So I, I haven't a ton, but there are ones that, that eat away at me. The one that, what was it? 2020? I think 2022 has the as the the best class depth wise. Okay, I I think that's my. I mean, 2018 is the one that ate away at me because I was so close. I, I didn't actually. No, what what? No, they don't have it in here, but I definitely did it. And I'm not even saying like ones that you, like that you were right on or anything like that. I'm just like if you ever look back and like God, this class is way better. This class is just. Way deeper. Yeah, 2018's on here. Oh, no, this is the player's phone. Coming up, yeah. I don't know why. I definitely. Let me just, I'm seeing. Or am I thinking 26? What, what year was Jordan McCabe? 2016? No, he was 2018. Yeah, that might be right. So that was probably, the, that was my first year doing it. Okay. And I'm watching the state title game. And, you know, Jordan McCabe was on obviously really good at state and beat Milwaukee, Washington. 
but I had a sense the whole year about Tyrese Halliburton and I never jumped on it and I hate myself for it to this. I, I went up and I know they're just playing Fond du Lac or something, but I went up there and I was like, Oh my God. And this was, yeah, before everybody kind of considered him number four in the state. And I'm watching him just control the entire game and, and make it look effortless. And I'm going, Oh my God, Wisconsin fans are going to be so angry that they didn't get this guy. <laughs> they got nothing in that class and that this one got away. And then by this, by his state championship game performance against Brookfield East, I, I went, yeah, he's, he's number two, you need to do it. And I just, I, I didn't have the balls to do it. I should have, I should have put him up there. I had Tyler Harrell, right. So that, that makes me feel better, but. Okay. But you, so you're saying you have him right based on how things have played out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even at the time, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton was bigger better defender super long i mean mccabe you know he was also a reclassified kid so his upside you know at the next level is going to be limited and you know i also went to they matched up twice i think kakana won the first one i went to the second one that north one and he was better in that one too yeah and so i had three opportunities to do it and left them oh. at number four behind joey hauser too oh that's right um okay and we'll get into we'll, we're, we're going to talk in a little bit about high school basketball players like overall whatever but like yeah i just wanted like i just i think i texted you once um when josiah butler went decided he's going to prep school whatever so he's 22 kid i said where would you have ranked in the class of 23 and you said top 10 and you might even have him top five and i, I don't I, know about top five now but and even, and so, cause it's my podcast, I always bring up, you know, Owen Polakowski, Owen Polakowski was ranked 32 last year. Where would Owen be in the class of 23? He's top five. He's no, top five. No. He's top five. Who's your fifth player? Cal Klesman. He's better than Cal. Sorry, Cal. Love you. Owen Polakowski is a better basketball player. <laughs> I'd, go, I'd go eight or nine. Okay. All right. Peter. Owen, did you hear that? You also right. said reclassify. You'd be a reclassified too. So by your own, by your own standards. Well, I, I know. I'm just saying like, if you could project, you know, year, year, whatever, but I get that. Yeah. I'm not saying if you want, whatever. Yeah. You get my, it's a, you know, it's just a hypothetical. So, all right, this thing's going to close. I'm going to, uh, I'll email you a new link to go to the next and we'll do a part two. So let's finish part one. We'll jump back into part two. We're going to finish up some AU team stuff best high school players in the history of basketball or uh, history of Wisconsin basketball. Uh, We'll be back for part two.